Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. So, do you want marketing made simple? Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze all your online marketing campaigns. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com income now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com income. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Musicals with Cheese. And today I have an ultra special guest. Her name is Kim Katzberg. Um, she is an award-winning queer playwright and actor. Welcome to the show, Kim. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Now, is that the correct terminology? That was given to me by the publicist, but now I'm just like, maybe I should have run that by you. Is that good? Yeah, I mean, it's it's <laughs> weird. Like, I queer is always, like, weird for me because I was always straight my whole life, like, pretty much my whole right. life. And then I ended up marrying a woman, and I mean, yeah. But I always feel like it, my sexuality is just fluid. Like, I don't, it's, mm -hmm. I, I don't, like, identify so much with, like, you know, I mean, I, I guess I would say I'm bisexual, but mm -hmm. that also doesn't feel right to me. So it's always, like, I, I remember Sarah Paulson once said in an interview, she was like, yeah, you know, because she's dating, like, a woman. She's like, yeah, I just, I think it's just my sexuality is fluid, you know? And I feel like that, like, fits for me better. But a queer is, like, you know, 
I guess it's uh, it's important to put that out there. So, yeah. Yes, and I agree with that, but it is a community of sorts, and sometimes, like, even me with what what I am, I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm a part of that community, but it, it's complicated, and I love learning, so it's great. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I am a, I am a actor, and I'm, I'm a writer. I feel like I'm more of, like, a creator, like, I create characters, and then I write stories from there, and, um, and when I think of, like, playwright, I'm like, oh, it sounds weird. I usually don't, like, sit down and type out something I, like, I'm improvising on my feet usually. So, but yeah, you got it right. You got it right. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to say congratulations because you won the New York Innovative Theater Award for Outstanding Slow Performance in 2019. Congratulations for Dad in a Box. Yeah, I was so surprised. I was so excited. And, you know, like 10 years ago, I remember I was like when I was first working on my my first solo show and I, I like saw this woman like won that award. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. You know, like, I wonder if I, that'll never happen. You know, I can never do that. And, and it's just cool that like 10 years, it's been like a decade since I started making my own work. And then it's, and, and then I got that recognition and it, it was just, it was really surprising and it was very validating. And it also just feels like the beginning of, you know, the, the journey, so to speak, I guess. So. Now, it's back at the Wild Project for one night only on January 5th. Yeah, about uh, like nine months ago, I did a run at Here Art Center, which I feel like I was just scratching the surface of what this show is about, um, which is about my father's death. And and then also like being an improv class and dealing with that. And while I'm taking this improv class, um, And then now it's like, I'm starting to go deeper into it, which is really exciting. So this is like a one night only thing at the wild project. Um, but I'm excited to see like how it is now after it's been like about nine months. So, Mm -hmm. so how long did you work on dad in a box before that original production? I well, uh, in 2017 in August, I was uh, taking this immersive improv class at Second City in Chicago for a month. I had a travel grant and I was there with my wife. And uh, three weeks into the class, we were subletting a place in Chicago. I got a call from my dad and we have a, you know, we're kind of estranged. And it was like, whoa, you know, this is scary that he's kind of even calling me. So I called him back and like right away, he was just, he just said like, I have pancreatic cancer and I'm dying. (laughs) And it was just like, whoa, this is, this is crazy. It was not what I was expecting, obviously. And he's always like been very youthful and just like healthy. Well, I mean, he's an alcoholic, but <laughs> um, I always saw him as kind of invincible. So it was just so crazy that it was going to happen so rapidly. So then basically, I, it's the story of dealing with this really fast demise. And so since uh, that has happened... About like four months after he died, I started writing this piece. So I've been working on it for a while. Um, yeah, for a while. And it uses multimedia platforms in many ways. I, I kind of want you to elaborate on that because it sounds incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's I've always used video in my work um, and in a low tech way, <laughs> very low tech. Um, and it's the video really um, is kind of like showing the work that I'm making in this improv class. So it's like these, these two narratives that are kind of like interweaving. And um, so the, there are these like fantasy commercials of me making these 
these like sketches about death um, and, but they're irreverent and, you know, it's kind of like I'm mourning my father's death inappropriately through these, um, you know, comedy class, so to speak. So, um, yes. <laughs> so have you always had a love for theater and the theatrical like expression? Cause you, yeah, I, I, it's like, it's funny because in, in fourth grade, I remember, um, they were, the play they were going to do was Robin Hood, which was, I was like, Ugh, Robin Hood. I don't, I have no connection to that. I don't care about Robin Hood. <laughs> but I, re I remember I thinking, and I was like, oh, it's all guys or something, you know, that are in it. And, and then I, and then it was like, but there were auditions and I was like, oh my God. And I had this like feeling inside that was like this in my gut that was really visceral. And I was like, I have to do it. I have to do it. And I was always like incredibly shy and introverted as, as a kid. And uh, I mean, I still am, but, but I remember like getting up there to audition and it was just like, it felt so intense. And I felt like it was coming from my, my guts in this way that was so visceral. And ever since then, I've just had this really intense passion for performing, even though I don't feel like I'm naturally good at it. Like I've had to work really hard to kind of get better as a, as an actor. I think I have like this raw thing inside, but I've, I've had to really hone it. Um, yeah. And how would you describe yourself, your art and your artistic goals to those who might not be aware of your work before this? Um, I, I, my artistic goals are to constantly be taking risks, you know, especially with each successive show is to push myself into territory that scares me. And that's, um, like deeply honest in a way that is like, I'm discovering what's honest for me in the process because it's so deep in there. Um, and I feel like this show is my riskiest work because I'm playing myself for the first time. I also am playing characters like people in my family and also the characters in the commercials, but it was always like, I always hated seeing solo shows where people just get up there and like tell a story as themselves. Like I was, I was like, Oh, it's so boring. You know? I mean, obviously it's like when it's done well, it's amazing. But, um, I was just like, Oh, that's not for me. Like, I just want to see characters. And, but then like my mentor was like, what if you tried being yourself? I was like, Ooh. And I thought, no way. You know, I think that I'm going to be so boring. It's going to be so flat. I can't play myself. And then I like thought about it for a little while. I was like, you know what? I should try that because it's so scary for me that there's, it must be, it's going to be interesting to do because it's like, I'm so afraid of it. So, um, I like to go into, to risky territory. And I, I mean, I mean, I think that's what makes art interesting to watch is if it's for the performer, it's, you know, they're they're grappling with how to perform it kind of. Mm -hmm. And do you find it hard to write for yourself? Like a little too, I'm a little too close to this character to like have an mm. objective bias of it. Yeah. I feel like I have like, there's a dichotomy there. It's for one thing, I feel like, um, I, I have a strong voice and point of view. And so in that way, it feels like really easy for me to be like, yeah, this is my aesthetic. This is my vision. But then also I, a lot of times fall into traps where I'm afraid of something. And so I avoid kind of what's really true for myself. Um, so I like to get a lot of feedback and like with my director, Raquel Sion, you know, she really helps me like call me out on my bullshit or whatever, you know, 
because I need, I need that outside eye to be like, you know what? No, go, go where you're scared because right now you're just, it's not, you know, you're, you're like, you're not uh, taking the chance that, that needs to be taken. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I've spoken with Raquel, and she's wonderful, and she's a very, very blunt woman, and it's exactly <laughs> she's very yeah, frank. She's, <laughs> she's scary. She's really scary. It's like that, which is great. I'm always like, oh my god, you know, she's gonna when she is not is she, if she doesn't think it's going well, like you know, and and it's like I, you know, I'll go home that night and just be like, oh man, that's I need to work harder. But that's what I I want, of course. It's like you want somebody that's gonna really be honest with you and challenge you and um i love that about her but yeah she does not she's never um fakes it or pretends like she likes something if she doesn't mm-hmm. and that's that's what you need as an artist honestly you don't want oh, everyone to yeah. just be patting you on the back all the time oh my god that's terrifying and you know like deep down you know you know it's like um yeah it's like in order to make good work it has to be you have to have people that are brutally honest with you um, so what is the hardest part about writing a one person piece? It's lonely to do. I mean, I, I, I feel like I, I am such an introvert that it, there's something about me just alone in a bedroom even and making my own work that I can get to a place where I'm not worrying about what people think. So I'm able to kind of find worlds and characters that are, um, that are very uninhibited because I'm not like worrying about pleasing anyone. And then later on I can bring it out and perform it. It's like, Oh, I got to make this in a world where it was safe for me. Um, but it is lonely. Uh, and that's why I really enjoy working with Raquel as, as my director, because then it feels like a real collaboration. Um, and it's like, it's fun. You know, you meet up and you have rehearsal and you get to talk and be friends and, you know, also the relationships come with that and then working with a lighting designer and set designer. And, um, but I, I do enjoy also the solitariness of being a writer and a creator. I mean, there's something really nice about just being quiet and going through the world during that time period in the process where you're just like kind of, you know, quiet. Um, cause I'm also, you know, like I said, I'm shy. So it's like performing as you're so out there and you have to t- you know, afterward you're talking to the audience and it's like, it's a lot. <laughs> so I like to have the periods where it's very more quiet. Now, how would you describe your relationship with theater as a whole? And what do you think are your favorite pieces of theater? Um, theater as a whole. Um, yeah, I like to um, I like to see stuff that is like under the radar. And um, I see a lot of my friends work. Um, I yeah, I don't I tend to not like see like Broadway shows. I like stuff that's, um, that's raw and, and honest and, um, you know, doing something that is not usually seen. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to think of like the last thing that I saw that I really liked. Um, oh, you know what I saw was Clay Woman. Have you heard of her? I've heard of her, but I have not dove into it. Yeah, it's, um, and my friend was in town from New Orleans, actually, and she was like, she wanted to see some theater. I was like, oh, I want to take her to something like off the beaten path, mm-hmm. you know, that she wouldn't be able to find probably on her own. And so um, I did Showgasm at Ars Nova like years ago. And when I did that, I, I saw Clay Woman because she was performing and it was like, it was amazing. Like she's 
she's like a a trillion billion zillion year old like uh like person from another planet and she's just she walks she like walks into the room and the whole space changes um and it's basically just her being interviewed um and it's just it's really it's a beautiful uh experience to like just listen to her and it's another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. She's not even like acting anything out she's basically just being interviewed but anyway i just i liked like uh, like little gems finding those performers um that's my favorite thing about like new york and that you have access to these amazing performers that maybe are very unknown i love that that's a great answer uh, mm-hmm. another question i'm asking less as a playwright and more as an actor or performer do you find it hard because that you're basically reenacting a traumatic part of your life every night like, mm-hmm. how do you feel that's taxing on you where at the end of the night, like you, you're not sure how to handle yourself? Like, is that a difficult thing to get through every night? Yeah, I think that it feels good to feel things. I, I, you know, like I felt a lot of my life coming from like the household that I did, like it wasn't okay to feel things like you were. It was like I was so shut down my whole life that feeling things is like therapeutic and 
Also, when I'm making something, it feels like it's its own thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's its own thing. And um, I, I'm able to like separate it from myself. And the la- when I did the run it here, um, you know, for three weeks, it was like, I was like doing the show and I was like, okay. And people would ask me that. They're like, is it, is it like traumatic to like relive? And I was like, you know, no, it feels like I, it feels separate from me to, to an extent. And then I had this weekend, it was like the second week in and all of a sudden all this grief like hit me like a truck. And it was just like the whole weekend, I was just like, I was just sobbing and it was like, oh, okay, this is, (laughs) this is what people like talk about (laughs) and what they were asking me. But yeah, so it does, it happens, but it's not like every day and every night, you know, it's still just like you're acting a role and you've been working on it for, I've been working on it for a long time and um, I'm still like an actor and I'm able to kind of separate myself from the character that is me that I'm playing. So I want to know about the development from when it was um, basically before when it had its original run to this wild project run. Is there any massive changes or even small changes that are going to be in between those two performances? Yeah, I, um, first of all, it's been like nine months since I performed it. And so my relationship to it is different. And my relationship to my father's death is different. Um, I, so in that way, it's, I'm discovering through rehearsal, right? I'm in rehearsal right now. So I'm discovering that I'm able to go a lot deeper into it. Um, and that's really exciting. And also there have been rewrites. And so, for example, like there's a moment where I've come to see my dad and he's I, you know, I tell him I'm able to like tell him how much I love him. And then he's like and then we watch a movie and um, and you see him and he's really wasted. He's like on morphine because he's, you know, dealing with the, the pain of being sick and he's wasted. And he like says these disturbing things to the movie that we're watching. And in the uh, the the last version, he just said like one, one thing. And then for this version where he's has like a whole kind of like rant (laughs) where he goes off on like me and, and my sister and, you know, the movie. And it's just like, it's a lot more disturbing because it's going a lot further. Um, And so it's exciting to really um, to push it and, and kind of cross the line is our, I feel like the show already crosses a line, but like, this is like, okay, like, fuck it. Like, let's just go all the way, <laughs> you know? <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about mentorship. Um, you've mentioned in the past, like, few minutes that you have a lot of mentors that have affected you. I'm curious, like, who are your artistic mentors and what have they helped you to achieve? Um, well, one of my mentors is i mean i've i've had like amazing teachers throughout my education i got my bfa at um etw at nyu and um i had a acting teacher named reina waldenberg and she you know changed my life and then in graduate school i had amazing teachers but since i've been making my own work i worked with this uh playwright um matt hoverman who had a solo show workshop and I took it and I was just like, I didn't know like what it was going to come out of that. But um, that was my first show, Penetrating the Space, came out of that. And I just felt like he saw me, like he saw my weirdness. He saw um, and he was a we were able to connect um, and we had a lot in common. And he's just like supported me throughout 
my process of making work and given me tons of feedback and he's brilliant himself. And, um, but I've always needed like mentors because it's just so hard, you know, to be an artist and whether it's just encouragement or feedback or, um, you know, a lot of it is like feedback of like, you know, this is what you're afraid of, like go toward that. Because for me, I have a hard time seeing that a lot of times because I, you know, like I'm so close to, to it. So, um, for me, a lot of it is having that outside eye and, and have, having somebody be like, you know, no, like keep going. Like you're, you're there. You just have to, you need to just go further into it. Fantastic answer. Now I have a really goofy thing just to wrap this on up. And just a curious question for me, for what I watched through dad in a box and it's actually really, really incredible. Mm. The one thing that stood out to me as a watcher that isn't actually in the audience, but watching a video is, man, I love your shoes. Were those a choice by you or was that a <laughs> Oh my God, I love, I love that you're asking this because now I literally, they, I've been, I wore them. So, okay, I was, I'll tell you the story. I was in Please. London. My wife is a painter and she had a show in London. So we went there and I was like, for me, I'm so picky about boots, but I love boots, but I'm so ultra picky. It like takes me like a year to find the right pair. So anyway, we were, we were downtown in London. I forget the neighborhood we were in, like the hip neighborhood. And we went into this thrift store. It was like the last one we were going into. And like, there they were, these red boots that were like vintage from the eighties. Those ones that like my sister had when I worshiped her, when I was like, you know, 12 and they are red. And I was like, Oh my God. And I, them on and they were my size it was just it was too amazing so i wore them and wore them and wore them during that time period and raquel was like yeah those i was like what should i wear you know for for my shoes she was like those boots they're like they're like david bowie's boots or something and um and so i wore them to the point where there was a hole in the sole so now i just keep them in my like bag with all my costumes and i just break them out like in the rehearsal room and like when i'm performing but I can't wear them like in daily life anymore. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I, that's, I love that you noticed those boots because I really, I love them. They stand out and they're wonderful. And <laughs> even when the show's getting like really emotional and all that, I would just be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm glad you said that. Cause I was almost like, I was almost like, maybe they sh I should retire them because they have a hole in the soul. And like, and I'm like, no, no, that they're like, I'm so connect. They're like my, I feel like they're my skin now. Like when I put them on, it's like, I need them in order to even do the show. It's yeah. Yeah. Because with all the costume changes, the wig changes, the boots are always there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I feel so glad that we're ending on this note of the boots. <laughs> um, so I want you to promote everything and anything right now. Just lay it all out for the people. Okay, so the show is called Dad in a Box. It's um, January 5th, uh, 2020, Sunday at 7 p.m. at Wild Project in the East Village. And it's a one-night-only thing at Wild Project. It's going to be major because I'm really going to go for it. I mean, I always go for it, but this feels... Something about it feels even more going for it-ish, so... Yeah, that's that's my okay. plug. Yeah, go see it, everyone. Um, do you have any social media you want to put out there in case people want to get in contact with you and see you in the real world? <laughs> sure. Yeah, my website is kimkatzberg.com. 
Um, and then everything yeah. is there. Yeah. You will yeah. see that in the show notes right here. All right. Thank you so much, Kim. You are an absolute joy to talk to. And you are an extreme talent and Aww. the theater world is lucky to have you. Thank you so oh my much God. for coming on my show. Thank you, Jesse. This was so fun. And I, I feel so I'm like high right now because it was such a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. And anytime you want to come back <laughs> and promote anything, feel free to come back. There will always be a spot reserved for you. Oh, thank you so much. And um, yeah, I, uh, I hope we'll cross paths soon. Oh, we will. All right, let's wrap this on up. We'll see you guys next time on Musicals with Me. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. This summer, don't be left without air conditioning. Call Care Heating and Cooling and get on a care plan to protect your family. With a care plan, you get system maintenance and priority service in case of emergency, giving you peace of mind. Plus, a well-maintained air conditioner runs more efficiently and saves you money. At Care, their service technicians are paid to fix your AC, not sell you a new one. And their award-winning team is available seven days a week. Call Care today at 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. What's up, sandwich heads? Today on Steve Sandwich Reviews, we've got the tips and tricks to the best sandwich order. And it all starts with this little guy right here Pepsi Zero Sugar. Partial to pastrami, craving a Cubano. Yeah, sounds delicious, but boom! Add the crisp, refreshing taste of Pepsi Zero Sugar and cue the fireworks. Lunch, dinner, or late night, it'll be a sandwich worth celebrating. Trust me, your boy's eaten a lot of sandwiches in his day, and the one thing I can say with absolute fact. Every bite is better with Pepsi.